The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. Thanks for listening. This is Health, Hope, and Inspiration. I'm Wayne Shepherd. Our host is Reverend Percy McRae, Pastor P as we call him. He's Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. What a delight to come to our listeners each week. Uh, important topics, helpful topics, I hope. Well, they're always helpful. For me personally, I'm always built up by listening to the personal testimonies and stories of yes, individuals. Yes, Don't you love the people that we meet here on this program? Well, because, again, you're only the sum total of the people, places, and, and, and environments and events that you've experienced, and you build off of that, and they add and give strength to you and add character to who you are. So I build and grow every day when I listen to someone and hear their story. We're going to meet a tremendous woman of faith here on the program today. Uh, you recorded this in Philadelphia, the interview with her, and I've listened to it and I want our listeners to hear it, and they will in just a few moments. We're calling this program Trust the Process, but I'm not going to say anything more about it right now because after the interview, we'll, we'll, uh, it'll become obvious why we chose that theme today. Absolutely, and we're going to understand the importance of telling you know, God's story by the way you live your life, and that, that statement will come back, and it'll make a lot of sense to us later All on. All right, so stay tuned for that. Now listen, uh, we love to offer resources to help you on your cancer journey, or perhaps you are walking alongside someone on a cancer journey. Perhaps you're a caregiver, and we've done many conversations about what it means to be a caregiver and how to be encouraged as a caregiver, Percy. But we want to uh, get a resource into our listeners' hands called Creative Care. You put this together. What's what's the purpose here? The purpose of Creative Care is, is that we want people to think outside the box of what we think care is that we offer to people. We want individuals to be somewhat creative, to think of new ways to support and care for individuals that may that may sound a bit odd or strange, but will allow you to basically go in and individually begin to minister to individuals in ways that will really be meaningful to them and be creative about that. Yeah, one of the ways that uh, people can help when someone's going through a, a cancer journey is to come alongside and offer financial help or at least financial advice or take some of the financial burden off them. Yeah, for the financial burden of being a cancer patient can be significant. Yeah. And so, you know, some creative things that one may do, you can do fundraisers at your church. Uh, you can start a GoFundMe page mm-hmm, for someone mm-hmm. uh, who may be dealing with uh, cancer and struggling with maybe uh, subsidizing some of their own uh, needs because of, of payments for insurance and medication and etc. So again, the idea here is to think out the box, be creative. But again, financial burdens is an area that certainly people would, would benefit and, pre- and appreciate having some support. That's just one of the topics covered in this free resource available right now at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Creative Care. You can download it, read it, pass it along to others. Healthhopeandinspiration.com. And if you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. They treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com and click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America or contact one of their friendly oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options by simply calling the phone number at the top of our homepage. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. 
Well, we have a very high view of the scriptures here on this uh, little conversation we have each week, and you've chosen a passage to introduce our topic today. Yes, sir. Our spiritual nugget that we're going to stand on today and frame this conversation around is found in uh, the Gospel of Luke, the sixth chapter, verse 48. Luke 6 and 48, if you're following along, says, He is like a man building a house who dug deep and laid the foundation on the rock. (laughs) And when the flood arose, the stream beat vehemently against that house and could not shake it, for it was founded on the rock. (laughs) (laughs) Think of the old hymn, On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. And we're going to hear reference to that when we speak to our guest today and understand the power of that and what it meant to her. All right, that guest is Bernice Colvin. Now, you travel about the country. God's given you a national ministry. And as you travel about, you often sit down with guests and bring them back to us here on Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Yep, and it's a privilege to be able to spend that kind of quality time with people from all around the country who have walk this journey and who are in some cases still walking the journey and who really feel compelled as we were here even with today that they they have a message they have a story to tell and I say it this way Wayne and I hope people really remember this I believe that all cancer patients have a story to they tell sure do the question is is there someone to sit and listen oh boy do they have an audience? And so today, uh, as with every week and every episode, we are affording an audience of a story telling the journey of what God has done for one on their cancer. Well, journey. we're going to hear the story of Bernice Colvin here today as you met and talked with her and bring her to us now on Health, Hope, and Inspiration. With me today is Bernice Colvin who is now a formally treated breast cancer patient at Cancer Treatment Centers of America in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Uh, She's been cleared of her treatment. She's a cancer survivor at this point. And uh, I would say in listening to her and talking with her, a cancer thriver, and we're going to hear her story right now. Welcome to Health, Hope, and Inspiration, Bernice. I just want to say thank you for giving me the opportunity to speak here, but i first like to give God the honor for allowing me to um, be able to share this information with your listeners. Great. That being said, I've gotten a little idea of your story and your backdrop, and I think it's a fascinating one, so we're going to start right there. Let's talk about, first and foremost, uh, where you were, what was going on in your life, and even some of the history of your family with regard to cancer and how and when that impacted you. Um, I came from a family of six siblings. We were six of us all together. Mm -hmm. And through the years, we discovered that there were four of my siblings who passed away with different types of cancer. Um, The eldest of my family members was my my older sister, who was the matriarch of the family at the time. My parents were deceased. And I also had lost my husband to a certain type of cancer. Wow. And then... um, as I was going through my regular checkups, I always go often, and I do it frequently, which is necessary for any one of us. Um, I, it was discovered that I myself came down with cancer. Hmm. I came down with breast cancer. Okay. I was working at that time. I became stressed out. I was concerned. I was anxious, and I was worried. I was devastated. Yeah, yeah. So a couple of things. First and foremost, uh, there's a history of cancer in your family. And that's an important distinction because I think 
in the day and age that we live in, particularly with modern technology, uh, I think it's really important uh, that all people know their family history with regard to this disease. So there, there's a history there. And then, of course, you, you had a, a, a spouse that, that passed away from cancer. So not only do you have a history of cancer in your family genealogy, but then also your, your husband you know, had cancer and, and unfortunately passed away from that. You also mentioned the fact that uh, while you were doing, I would assume, a routine checkup and assessment, which is the big takeaway from this comment, is that we need to do regular uh, assessments and checkups. It's important that you found out that you had cancer and in the midst of while you were working. Uh, you are a physical therapist, correct? Let's talk a little bit about the work that you do. Well, a physical therapist is one who goes around rehabilitating people who have um, disabilities. Um, and in the disease process, mm -hmm. it could be, um, again, it could be from a disease, it could be from trauma, or it could be from anything. Okay. And I've worked from with babies all the way up to adults. Yeah, because you, you mentioned in the midst of being diagnosed with cancer as a result of a routine checkup while working, you, you, you're stressed out at this point. I found out that um, finding out that I had cancer, when you do get cancer, it really affects your well-being. It affects you spiritually. Mm -hmm. It affects you physically. It affects you financially. It affects your family life. It affects everything. Yeah. And you really have to know how to deal with it. And so you're stressed. Uh, and I think that that's an understatement. I don't think that there's probably very few people who would say that they did not experience some element of stress and anxiety being told that they have cancer or even supporting someone that has cancer. So I think that that's, that's pretty normal stuff, even though it's not normal to be stressed on that level. That, that should be expected, I would think. Let's talk about, you know, you're being diagnosed. Obviously, at some point, you start your treatment and care. Uh, what type of treatment did you pursue for your, for your cancer? Well, I had to take um, chemotherapy, okay. which I did. Okay. It was three harsh chemotherapies. Okay. And I also um, had to have surgery. Okay. So you did chemotherapy, three rounds or three types of chemotherapy, as well as sounds like some elective surgery that took place as well. In that process, you're a person of faith. You, you have a faith orientation. But let's talk about what faith means to you and how did you utilize your faith in the midst of becoming a cancer survivor on your journey? Well, for me, I walked by my faith. Okay. And I always saw hope in my faith. I also knew that the Lord would give me a comforter, and my comforter was my Holy Spirit. Okay. And in my Holy Spirit, I knew that I chose life, and I wanted to live. And by me having my Holy Spirit and depending on my Holy Spirit, that there would be hope, there would be peace. I was peaceful with my cancer. Okay. I was at calm with my cancer. So let's go back to your previous kind of state of mind when you were originally diagnosed. You're stressed and you have tremendous anxiety. Mm -hmm. But now we kick in, you kick in, I should mm -hmm. say, in, in your, your, your walking by faith, using your terminology. Mm -hmm. That then began to help decrease your stress and your anxiety. Let's talk about the difference of the two dynamics of being told, a lot of stress, I kick into my faith, I'm now experiencing peace. Let's talk about that. Well, what I did was I dove deeper into the Bible. Okay. I started reading scriptures. I started um, praying. Okay. I prayed every time I had to get my chemotherapy. Okay. I would turn myself off and I would turn Jesus on. 
I think it's important to note when I when I look at you and hear you uh, that you're very calm, <laughs> you're very relaxed, and and your journey appears to have have brought you into some different places of enlightenment around your faith and and your belief, and obviously today being on the other side of treatment of cancer. Mm-hmm. Uh, were you supported with your faith and your spirituality in your healthcare environment while receiving your treatment? And how important was that for you? I was very much supported. I was supported by one, number one, I had a caregiver who was with me during my time of treatment. And that's really important to have a caregiver with you. Okay, a personal caregiver. A personal for, okay, caregiver. Uh, because um, sometimes you're so overwhelmed by information that's given to you mm-hmm. that that second person can really write things down for you yes, and yes. understand better. So when you sit down with your caregiver and you're talking, you will re- remember things. Okay, good. Um, you're not going to remember a lot of things when they do educate you about your cancer. And education is one of the most important things that you want to have when you do get cancer. You want to learn about your cancer. You don't want to be afraid to know what cancer is all about. So I'm going to put a period right there. You said some very important things. I've been doing this a long time, 20 plus years as, as a bedside chaplain, etc. Is that number one, Having a good caregiver, I don't think that there's any successful cancer patient that I personally know that has gone through a a difficult battle and journey of cancer who did not have good support from someone that was there with them, that helped them process through, again, the information, treatment protocol, just day-to-day, the day-to-day grind, mental, emotional, and spiritual of being a cancer patient. So we want to make sure that it's important. And we talk a lot on this show about the importance of caregivers and caring for caregivers who are caring for patients. Mm -hmm. Number two is the other element that I think is extremely important is the fact that, uh, and again, I want to make sure I I hear this from you, that inside of your healthcare environment, along with your personal caregiver, were there uh, professionals within your healthcare, on your healthcare team that supported you spiritually or nurtured you spiritually? Yes, and I'd like to just mention that that was really, really important for me to go through all the facets of um, the care that I got. And um, some of the care that I got was that I had a nutropath. Okay. I had a nurse care manager. Okay. At that time, I had a social worker. Okay. I had um, somebody to help me with transportation. Okay. I had um, somebody to help me with my finances. Okay. That was part of my supportive team, and they were the ones that also helped me relieve some of that stress and anxiety that I was going through. Okay, so that helps to explain, along with, and again, I want to get to this point, and I'm getting there, along with your spiritual faith and belief, there was some very practical assistance from individuals within your healthcare environment, along with a dedicated and committed caregiver that really walked alongside you and became a partner with you. You didn't feel like that you were out on a raft in the middle of the ocean by yourself. Was there a spiritual professional caregiver, uh, a chaplain, a pastor of some sort within your environment here that also supported you? Um, yes, it was a pastor here. Okay. And also the pastor in my church. Okay. And also the people in my church who supported me also. So you've got a team. I had a team, and it's very important to have that team of people. And when you don't have that support, it's devastating. It's, it's, you get depressed. And you don't want to be depressed when you're on this type of disease because that makes your disease more prolific and it comes, it's, it's just not right. So with that, let's talk about the distinction here. And I always make the point, and and, um, I've had the conversation many times uh, before, that in the midst of being a person of faith, strong faith, 
active faith, uh, verbalized faith. You're not, you know, hiding behind closed doors saying, I believe God. You're you're open and, and transparent mm-hmm. about that. You did not transfer uh, the belief of your faith per se for good medical care. You combine the two together. Talk to someone in this audience right now who may be struggling with the idea of, I'm just going to go to my church, I'm just going to let them lay hands on me or anoint me or have a healing service and pray for me, and then I think I'll go home and juice and I'll, 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 I'll become a vegan or I'll, I'll be more nutritionally conscious, but I don't think I want to go to the doctor. I don't think I want to do anything medically. How important from your perspective was it to have the combination of both of those worlds working together? Well, it's very important that you have both of those working together because that's the only way I can see that anyone can make it. It's by my faith I did make it, like I said before, and um, I remain positive. But you're still doing treatment and care. You had chemotherapy and you had surgery. So you're still doing your clinical care Mm -hmm. along with your spiritual belief. And in that, you stand here today to stand as a, because you made the statement that it's important to know your disease, get information about Mm -hmm. your disease. Mm -hmm. I've known people of strong faith, uh, belief, uh, pastors and spiritual leaders who rejected medicine and science in the name of, I'm just trusting and believing in God. And in many cases, they were just afraid of the healthcare process or the medical process. I didn't hear you say that. I heard you say that in the midst of being stressed, and the anxiety, you incorporated your spirituality along with good nutritional support, uh, naturopathic support, uh, all of the other things that was part of your support system to fight this disease. How important is it for people to understand that they need to, to incorporate all of those disciplines and take advantage of them? Um, that's one of the things that I'm finding is that people are not taking advantage of that and that they should. Not everyone has that spiritual flow Mm -hmm. in them Mm -hmm. but some people need to get that spiritual flow today i still carry that with me i will carry it with me always probably until the day that i die yes i can just say that i looked in the bible and i just like i was repeating myself and saying that i was looking up different scriptures i was looking at the power and the strength i got my strength and my power from god okay Anytime I did my prayer, I thanked him. I was positive. Okay. I stayed positive, and I knew that I was going to beat this thing. Mm. I said, as long, okay, as long as you know the old song, The Solid Rock? Absolutely. Okay, I stood on that solid rock, and I didn't stray from it. Yes. And I kept it going. And I also knew, again, that I wanted to live life. Yeah, you said you chose life. And I chose life, but I also had two children. And I wanted to be their mother, and I wanted to be there, and I wanted to see them grow up, and I wanted to see things happen for them. Yes. So that was my motivation, okay. my motivation right there. Amen. Um, but knowing being here, being in the facility that I was in, I knew that I wanted to share that experience and give back to others. Okay. The moment that I um, was told that I was um, a cancer survivor. Yes. I said, I got to give back. I got to do something because that's what God wanted me to do. Mm -hmm. So I kind of came out of my physical therapy field. And I think that path that God has chosen for me now is one in which he wants me to be in. Forgive me, but I tear up sometimes. That's fine. For me to share it with others. And that's what I'm doing. I'm telling people what 
God has done for me yes. and that he can do for others. You just have to believe. You have to trust and believe that it could happen. Amen. And um, I did that, and I'm still doing that today. Um, as a matter of fact, I became a volunteer in my facility. Praise God. I come once a week or any time they need me. I'm here. That's my way of saying thank you for saving my life. Amen. Because I didn't have to be here. Yes. But I am. I'm grateful for God's grace that he has given me. Yes. I'm grateful for the endurance that he has given me. Yes. And I'm also grateful for the comfort and the peace that he has given me. And I want people to know about that. And that's why I'm here. And that's why I'm here today speaking to others. Well, you clearly are doing that by just virtue of what you're doing right now with the words and the message that you just gave. And of course, we're here in the city of brotherly love in Philadelphia. And uh, as I speak with this recording, you're currently your basketball team is in the playoffs. Yes, they are. Uh, your football team just won a world championship yes, they that did. no one thought would win. And so I'm going to use the, and close with this. When the Philadelphia 76ers looked terrible and they, they didn't have any sense of hope of being a significant team, uh, some of the leadership took a certain process or a certain path and they said, trust the process. And what I'm hearing you say today is to tell people is to trust the process. Trust in God. Believe in your medical process and your doctors and your team. Surround you with good people that will nurture you mentally, emotionally, nutritionally, spiritually. Trust the process. Today we have Bernice Colvin, who is a living witness of trusting her process. I salute you. I congratulate you. You are a cancer survivor, a cancer thriver. Thank you for sharing your story. Thank you. I said it earlier, but what a tremendous woman of faith. I want to be like Bernice. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to be like Mike. I want to be like Bernice. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Yeah. She exudes the humanity. And I want to underscore that term of what it means to go through the ebb and flow of, of a challenge, a healthcare challenge and specific to cancer and how her faith uh, was the bedrock that she relied upon to help her work through that process. Yeah, she said so many good things. Uh, well, let me talk to you about those in just a moment here, but let me remind everyone listening that with hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa, Cancer Treatment Centers of America takes an integrative approach to cancer care. They use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America or contact one of their friendly oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options by simply calling the phone number at the top of our homepage. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. I can't wait to talk about Bernice because you met with her personally. So tell me what it's like to be in her presence. You know, when you when you first meet her and, and interestingly enough, I try to uh, the term that that the young people use today is you, they're, they're, we're trying to vibe with each other. <laughs> you know, you're trying to uh, 
read and understand and pick up on the vibration that's coming from that individual and try to sync up with that. And immediately she walked in the room and she just had this vibration of 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 genuine sincerity and appreciation for the love of God. She never said one negative thing. It, it was amazing. And, you know, of course, her backdrop of her story gave her every reason to be negative. She had a family history of cancer. Uh, her husband passed away from cancer. Mm. And then she is now diagnosed with cancer while being uh, a clinical, you know, physical therapist in a, in a healthcare environment and having to work through that. And she simply began to start dialing in and dialing up the realities of her bedrock of her faith. And that that was, uh, as she said, her Holy Spirit was working with her. And I believe she was talking about her re- her personal relationship with the Holy Spirit and what that meant to her and how she began to simply walk through this process. And listeners now know why we titled this program Trust the Process. You introduced that thought. Bernice reinforced it. Boy, how true. It is. It's a powerful thing because a process represents not necessarily understanding or seeing all of the unique moving pieces of a scenario at the beginning or in the middle, but staying the course and holding on, holding serve, uh, maintaining a posture and a position while working from one moment to the next moment and transitioning again to another moment. This is what I heard from this individual expressed very powerfully and very sincerely. Yeah, you know, one of the things that that struck me was when she talked about the team around her and how important that was. Well, and there was a balanced conversation here because, again, she talked about how important her faith was and how important her love of God and, and, and again, her language, uh, her relationship with her Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. But she also counterbalanced the fact that she had a lot of natural support and help, uh, a natural path, someone that helped her nutrition someone that helped her financially. Uh, You know, we made reference to our downloadable resource that talks about how to financially support people with creative care. She talked about being financially supportive, someone uh, someone supporting her with her travel, all of these other elements that are necessary while being a person of faith, while trusting in God. But there are natural needs that need to be addressed and that she talked about how she uh, just did not and does not feel that everyone takes advantage of having a health care team or a balanced health care team. And she really reinforced the fact that that was important for her. But that's not news to you. It's not news to me, but I do still think, Wayne, on some levels, uh, and I want to be very careful not to just paint a broad picture here, that there are still a lot of people who struggle with the idea of how do I balance my faith in the face of having good natural support clinically, mentally, emotionally, uh, uh, nutritionally, etc., and not feel that one is is being sacrificed for the other, but that they both can work hand in hand with yes, one another. Yes, absolutely. And so we want to reinforce the fact that it is important to understand at the end of the day that in many cases when we say that we're waiting on God, God is simply saying in some cases, no, I'm actually waiting on you. Waiting on you. You know, I've given you these things at your disposal. What are you doing with them? Every good and perfect gift comes from above. We quote that scripture almost weekly on this show. Understand that God is asking and, and, and looking to us to take advantage of the gifts 
that he's given us. And there are a lot of natural gifts that we have access to. But sometimes we tend to shy away from them because we don't understand how they can be congruent in the face of our faith and our belief and our confession of faith in God. I got to come back to trust the process. It's it's an amazing uh, concept. She said that she always saw hope in her faith, which allowed her to work through the day to day. And in some cases, cancer patients have told me treatment to treatment, moment to moment process. Yeah, put it in that perspective. Yeah, when, when you, you're when you're sitting there receiving chemotherapy, trust the process. Yeah, when you break it down into its most minute uh, components. My dad growing up, I talk about my mom all the time. I'm talking about my dad okay, today. All right. Uh, and again, I thank God for my parents. My dad used to come home from work every day. And, you know, we had a meager background and, and a meager, meager lifestyle. And so my dad never had a lot of money. And, you know, kids would always ask their dad for money. And so my dad would always pull out of his pocket all of these pennies. And I, being the oldest and the most rambunctious of the group, <laughs> would always say, well, Dad, why are you always giving us pennies when my friends down the street get dollars? Ooh. And my dad never negatively reacted to me, but he taught me a proverb that I never forgot. He said, son, if you collect enough pennies, eventually they become a dollar. Oh, what a great thought. And so I've never forgotten the fact that a penny is very much like a second, a moment, an hour, a day. If you collect enough of them, they eventually become an enormous amount of time that gets behind you, but you got to collect one at a time. Mm -hmm. And so the process of second by second, moment to moment, treatment by treatment, day to day, if you collect enough of those, you get on the other side of that process to say you've got a couple of dollars in your pocket. And that's the power of trusting the process. I want to come back to the scripture in a moment, but let me remind everyone listening that we have put together this free resource Percy put this together for you. Creative Care. It's available at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Great thoughts here for the person you're trying to reach out to and encourage on their cancer journey. Creative Care, a free download available at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Final thought on that scripture passage. Yes, sir. As we close, Luke 6, 48. He is like a man building a house who dug deep and laid the foundation on the rock. And when the flood arose and stream beat vehemently against that house and could not shake it, for it was founded on the rock. Our guest talked about the uh, the old church hymn, the solid rock. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I draw not or I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name, on Christ. The solid rock I stand and all other ground is sinking sand. Trust the process today and lean on the rock. We'll be singing that all day now. You know that, right? Yes, sir. (laughs) All right. Percy McRae, God bless you, brother. Thank you. Stand on the rock and trust the process. This has been Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Health, Hope, and Inspiration is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, 
Phoenix and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored to each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com.